If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Prime Headlines is brought to you by Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. This is Joy News Prime with me, Carlos Galoni. Tonight, at least 17 people fear dead after two vehicles collided at Peki Chibu in the Volta region. And the National Association of Graduate Teachers, NAGRAT, is demanding the immediate abolition of the double-track system and the resetting of the academic calendar across second cycle schools to the previous three-term system. We are calling on government to immediately reset the timetable and revert to the three-term program that we run. On Joy News Limited series Dialysis Crisis, kidney patients needing dialysis to survive say the over 100% increase in the cost of dialysis will prematurely push them into their graves. 
harsh economic conditions now. So I have to beg before I get money for my weekly dialysis at this private facility. Prime business is at 8 p.m. And Minerals Income and Investment Fund set to finance the development of a database for critical minerals in Ghana. United States have designated about 22 critical minerals as extremely essential for the next maybe 20 to 30 years. So we are looking at how we can assist the Geological Survey um, Department, um, the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources. Prime Sports comes your way at 8.30. Former Black Stars coach James Akwesiapia set to become head coach of Sudan national team after receiving permission from Osei Tutu to leave Kumasi Asante Kotoko. We are your home of independent, credible journalism. Please stay with us. Join News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. It's great having you here on Join News Prime. Now, we, be we begin with some sad news where at least 17 people are feared dead after two vehicles they were traveling in collided at Piki Chipo in the Volta region at midday today. My colleague Peter Seno was on the scene of the accident and filed this report. At midday on Wednesday, a big bus from Chinderi in the Oti region en route to Accra collided with a minibus at Peki Chibu. Eyewitnesses say the minibus veered off its lane because the driver was swerving potholes on the stretch. Unfortunately, the minibus crashed into the big bus, killing some passengers. Severed human body parts littered the accident scene. It took a combined team of police and fire service personnel to clear the road for traffic to flow. Some survivors on board the bus spoke to join news. We boarded a bus heading to Chindeni. On our way, an oven crossed our bus. I'm not entirely sure if the oven driver was attempting to overtake us. But our driver tried to give way to the oven, and as a result, our bus ended up in the gutter. One person is dead, the driver and the injured passengers have been transported to the hospital. We were heading home from a car. I had been asleep. When I woke up, I noticed the car was in a ditch. I quickly exited the bus, so I'm not entirely sure what led to the accident. 
Away from that sad story. Now, the National Association of Graduate Teachers, NAGRAT, is demanding immediate abolishment of the double track system and the reset and reversion of the academic calendar to the previous three term system. In 2018, the government introduced the double track system in response to the overwhelming demand for second cycle education following the rollout of the free senior high school policy. But addressing a press conference, President of NAGRAT, Angel Cabono, insists that the double-track system has brought untold pressure on school administrators. With the introduction of the double-track, the government promised that the double-track program was going to take a maximum of five years, by which time the Ghana Education Service Trust Fund will provide physical infrastructural facilities to be able to accommodate the increasing number of students in our schools. It's been some seven years moving forward. And over 40% of our schools in this country still run double track programs. The double track is brought about its attendant challenges and problems, especially to teachers. One, teachers in schools were teaching across tracks. And as a result, most teachers in the senior high schools did not have holidays or rest periods. And even now as we speak, the double track as it was started is not the type of program that is being run. Now what they are running is a system where one class, a full class of Form 1 students will be in school, then Form 2s will be at home, Form 3s will be in school, Form 1s will be at home, and so on and so forth. And as a result, for a very long time now, teachers have not had rest. It is not only teachers who have not rested. We are, all, we are also talking about administrators and managers of education. The headmaster the headmistress, the housemasters and housemistresses, or the house staff in general will have to be in school to superintend over students who are going and coming. The third unfortunate group of people who have not had rest at all is our domestic service. Those who take care of our kitchen and our dining halls who will have to be in school all year round to manage the students. This situation is put on told and on due pressure on the staff of our schools. Mr. Kabono added that teachers, as a result, are spending a lot on their health and thus the demand reversion of the school calendar to the previous three terms. We are running right now is putting on told burden on our teachers who are regularly going to the hospital for care who are beginning to spend huge sums of their meager salaries to cater for themselves. And there is also lack of certainty, lack of certainty in our schools for us to know that school term begins. And all of you here, in time past, we all knew when schools were going to reopen and when schools were going to vacate. So parents, students, teachers could also plan their lives, both in their professional work and their domestic work. 
We call on the Ghana Education Service to revert the school term to three terms, change the period from one hour to 40 minutes, and ensure that we have schools based on the promise they made that the double track was going to end within five years. Still on education, the Ghana Scholarship Secretariat says it may not be able to process new scholarship applications if the Ministry of Finance fails to approve its request for a new funding framework for the scheme. Now, the Secretariat argues that pre-existing beneficiaries of the scholarship have saturated the budget of the scheme, hence the need for a new source of funding for the Scholarship Secretariat. Registrar of the Ghana Scholarship Secretariat, Kinsley Ajiman, has been speaking to Joy News' Blessed Soga on these and other emerging concerns that the scheme is fraught with favoritism. We, 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 how do you say somebody has come to decentralize scholarship and still think that that person is promoting cronyism and skewness? I mean, especially when you are hearing it from high-ranking people, parliamentarians, even our, our party people, my party brought me here, mm-hmm. and even the opposition. It, 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 it kind of beats my imagination. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I've set up a district scholarship review committee for local scholarship, which has the district chief executive, the member of parliament or his or his or her rep, uh, a, a member from the, the traditional authority that is dominant within the district, two people from our office here, and a rep from a tertiary institution or a GES district at a district level to, to do some form of assessment right. or before validation it before it comes to us. Mm-hmm. And you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are attacking me of uh, nepotism. I come from the Eastern region. I come from Chebi. And if somebody, there's a name that comes from the disassembly in uh, 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 Gonja or... Uh, uh, Elembele. Do I have relatives in Elembele? I don't have my family people coming from Elembele. I don't have them coming from uh, uh, Ashanti region. I'm from the East region. I'm from Chibi. What plans do you have for 2023? It's almost ending, but I'm sure that you have some openings for students. And feeding into that plan as well, are you mindful of the economic situation, the fact that many more parents would want their children to come for um, some help from the scholarship secretariat because inflation is up, the purchasing power has reduced, as you're pointing out. What plans do you have for this year, although it's almost ending? Okay, so we have started a process for the next year budget. Like I did mention to you, the budgetary process and the constraints that comes with it. Right. Uh, understanding our liabilities now, if our estimates that will be presented to the Ministry of Finance when they look at the overall picture, mm-hmm. If you don't get it, it will be very difficult to service new applications. What that will mean is that uh, we, our, our, our preoccupation next year will, will be to deal with the existing liabilities okay, or the debt. Continue to pay, pay to continue to pay off. If you, don't, if you don't get up to a certain amount, there may not be new opportunities. In percentage terms, what are you asking? Finance uh, we, we, it's not been finalized now. Right. It's not been finalized but, but you now. You want an increment? They're not, they're just, not just, just an increment. Way, okay, we right. need to change the whole fundamental. Right. Yes, because if it's just an increment, we are talking. About, we'll be talking about maybe a thousand right. percent. We want to. We want to change the architecture in, in terms of the funding allocation. The funding allocation. Right. 
And again, we're asking for things like um, we having a concession with the BOG mm -hmm. so that uh, when the forest goes up, it should not affect us. Because we buy like any other institution buys. So these are the mitigating things, depending on the outlook that comes from the Ministry of Finance. Whatever that comes, if that is not enough to sort out existing liabilities, it means that new opportunities will not be opened for scholarship next year. Because we have to understand where we are now. It is not good enough to award scholarships and not be able to pay the liabilities. It, it provides us with a lot of headaches because um, the least that this government will want to see to see a Ghanaian stranded outside thereabout. So now joining us by phone is Peter Nocho Kutoy, ranking member of Parliament Education Committee. Uh, do you also believe that the funding mechanism for the scholarship secretariat is not sustainable and that if nothing is done, new applications will not be processed? Very much and uh, good evening. Sorry that my Zoom is not uh, working. You know, the scholarship secretariat mm. was established during the days of the first president of the Republic, Sajifo uh, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, mm -hmm. to award scholarships to deserving Ghanaians mm. to pursue outside the country courses and programs that were not available in the country but needed for the development of the nation. Okay. That was the rationale behind it. But as we have it today, uh, it is not what it was meant to be. Mm. If you look at the quantum of uh, scholarship awarded mm. and the various programs and uh, courses and uh, subjects, you wonder why those programs that are in the country, something like a, a first degree program, which are available in this country, uh, scholarships should be awarded for it. Um, so you will realize that uh, they have even over awarded scholarships to students who even didn't deserve it. Mm. And that's the challenge it is having. You know, it is uh, directly under the office of the president. So it doesn't come under the supervision of uh, the Committee on Education or the Ministry of Education. Okay. So their budget is part of a budget of a government machinery. So the challenge is that uh, when monies are allocated, the programs for which the scholarships are awarded are programs that can conveniently be pursued in the country. Okay. So if we continue to do that, um, I don't think the program will be sustainable. So for me, I've been thinking that uh, that scholarship secretariat has lived its usefulness because GetFund is doing very well. Mm. So why don't we push these programs to GetFund? Because after GetFund, when you go there and you apply, they will scrutinize you very well before they award you mm. scholarship to study overseas. So it is because we are not managing the scholarship secretariat well. That is why they are running out of funds. And I know that some universities outside this country are no longer ready to receive or accept letters from the uh, first secretariat in Ghana promising that they will pay fees for students who have been uh, what, granted admission or offered admission in those uh, institutions. Mm. That's what I know so far. All right. So this is a major concern. 
and what measures will you, will you people take in Parliament, I mean the committee, to draw the attention of the Finance Ministry to this particular thing so that we're able to uh, award those deserving students? I remember uh, my chairman of the Committee on Education invited the Vice Secretariat, uh -huh. the director, to appear before our committee. And my information is that uh, he said he's not accountable to the committee uh -huh. and uh, accountable to the president. So we are only waiting for their budget to come and then um, we we'll inform or we have informed the special budget committee which deals with the French machinery that this is what is happening with the scholarship secretariat and they must look into it very well before they grant any or approve any funding for the um, scholarship secretariat in the next budget because they are not doing well. And you can hear, I'm sure you heard of the allegations of uh, corruption going on there. People are being asked to pay 70,000 Ghana cities before they are awarded a scholarship. So there are a lot of issues that uh, will come up right. on the floor of the House for discussion. All right, finally, before I let you go, we know that the Education Committee in Parliament has requested for more transparency from the scholarship secretariat in, um, in times past. Uh, did you get sufficient responses from uh, them? No, we did not. And uh, because they feel that they are not under the uh, offices or supervision of the Education Committee, mm. maybe that's why they are not ready to do so. But I'm saying that we are going to collaborate with the Special Budget Committee mm. and make sure that uh, they appear before the committee and then uh, tell us why and how they have been uh, awarding the scholarships and the disbursement so far. All right. Thank you so much, Peter Nochokoto, the ranking member on the Committee of Education and Parliament. We are so, so grateful for your time. Now, from education, let's shift our attention to health, where a 54-year-old woman living with a kidney condition Georgina Pia said the decision of the Kolibu Teaching Hospital to increase the cost of dialysis from 380 cities to 765 cities is likely pushing persons living with kidney conditions into early grave. Now, she says she has been crying since yesterday after the facility published the increase. I started getting the symptoms of a kidney condition when my daughter was in the first year of university. Even getting food to eat is difficult. I have to beg before I eat. My mother, who used to support me too, is also blind now. I don't have any helper. I used to sell fish at the fishing harbor and used to get support from my friends, but not anymore. You know the harsh economic conditions now, so I have to beg before I get money for my weekly dialysis at this private facility. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Now, her daughter, 26-year-old Stella, who also says she was shattered by the news after the Kolebo Teaching Hospital published the increase. It was so I um, woke up at dawn to pee and then I took my phone and I, I saw it on Snapchat that one um, influencer had posted that cost of Kolebu had been increased. And it was a big blow to me because um, things have been tough. And even getting um, money to go to this private facility. And then we were all also hopeful that Kolebi will be opening and resuming so that we go back and then at least some of our costs to be cut. And then I wake up at dawn and I didn't know how to tell my mother at that time. So she found me crying like early morning and she asked what's happening. I told her that. At least they would open and then it would save us. Because even bringing my mom to this private facility, 400, 460 CDs twice a week, I don't even get it. So it's once a week I get for my mom. I'll call church members, I'll call friends, and then they'll contribute and I'll bring her. So we're really hopeful that Kolibu will open and then ease our troubles a little. And then I wake up at dawn and I see... The price is being shot up to 765. The first question I, I was asking myself is if the um, government sector is charging this amount, it's just a matter of time before the private um, facilities that we are currently patronizing also increase their prices. Yeah. I mean, to match up the price. So it was a big shock. It's, it's been a big blow. The whole of yesterday, I, I haven't been myself because then it means we can't go back to Kolebu. We would have to keep maintaining coming here. And my mother cannot even get there twice a week, which is affecting her some way, somehow. 
So, so how do you raise the money to, to bring a... Uh... I, friends, my church members. That's how I raise the money because I'm not working. Mm. I do um, makeup business on the side, but it's just basically the money, it's just something I just used to support my mom in the house with food, water bills and other stuff. So right now, I, I don't even have hundreds to this to say that I have. Even today, coming here today, it was because of help from church members and friends that contributed and sent me money, and I was able to bring my mother. Even with that, this week, I'm not sure I can bring her twice, because we are trying to save money so that next week at least she'll get it once a week. I, I, I really want to tell the government that they should really do something about it for us. We need more sponsors that's callable. And then we need the price to be reduced because at least if someone is helping and the price is low, it could cover at least the two sessions. But if 765, it's, I feel it's a lot. If they, they could watch and do something about it, the, the government should step in and help. Because fine, we know that they are not responsible for these sicknesses. But I don't think that these people, my mother, for instance, didn't choose to be sick. She didn't choose this situation for herself. And so with all these hardships and every week I have to raise 920 CDs or 820 CDs every week to bring my mother for dialysis. Even if I'm working and I'm being paid 6K a month, get that money. I won't get that money to come and pay. So the government should really try and do something to help us. Yeah. Meanwhile, the public relations officer of the Kolebo Teaching Hospital, Mustafa Salifo, says the hospital will be forced to shut down its dialysis center if it does not increase the cost of treatment from 380 cities to 765 cities. He says the removal of tax exemptions and high import duties are responsible for the new charges. So really, if we do the real analysis of the cost, it will, you get to about 850 cities. Previously, it was it was it was done because the because some of the variables some of the variables were actually being taken care of uh, by, by by the state. But now we have had to pay for everything ourselves, and all those things are affected in trade. Now, when you, we used to, previously, we used to clear, we used to clear these items, we used to get tech, uh, tax exemptions when we are clearing these items. But now you have to pay for the import duty and other taxes that are related to it. So, if we still want to run as we used to do previously, it means, I say my brother, uh, in the next couple, in the next couple of weeks or several days down the line, we'll have to uh, shut down the heat. If you do not increase the cost of dialysis, you'll be left with no choice than to shut the dialysis unit down entirely. That, 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 that is a hard reality that we have to face. And you say it's primarily because, one, the, the, uh, the cover you get from the government is no longer there. You're now having to do full cost recovery. The tax exemptions have also been removed. Yes, uh, tax exemption is no longer there. The cost that we get, we, you know, these are imported from Europe. The cost of uh, the kit has gone up, and then uh, the cost of virtually all the the, 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 the inputs that we use to do this uh, yeah, to provide these services have gone up. So, and you know, we we are not doing this to actually make profit. We want to provide a service to patients. So, what we have done, as I mentioned, when we did a real actual uh, assessment of the, the the cost, taking all the inputs that we 
need to buy, we need to procure to provide the service. It comes to about 850 Ghana cities. But you know, we need to cushion the patients a, a bit. That's why we did, we did a, when we did analysis, we realized that uh, if we leave it at the 765.42, uh, that is something we, 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 we can manage to, to keep the service going. Meanwhile, management of the Kolebo Teaching Hospital has backtracked on the increase of the cost of dialysis. Uh, in this statement, they made that clear. So it says that this is to inform the general public and our patient that a price review proposal presented to the renal dialysis unit is yet to receive consideration and approval by management of Kolebo Teaching Hospital. Any proposed fee will be forwarded to Parliament through the Ministry of Health for approval. It is only after the due parliamentary approval that any revised fees will be implemented. It goes on to say that the hospital management appreciates the challenges confronting renal dialysis patients. We'll continue as we have done over the years to collaborate with stakeholders and philanthropists to help subsidize dialysis reagents and services for the treatment of many patients. Now, an, an outstanding example of this is the FESCI group, which has provided free dialysis services over the past eight years with more than 200 patients benefiting yearly, a gesture that has tremendously improved the survival rate and quality of life of our renal patients. Management will continue to keep the welfare of our renal patients at the center of any discussions, and we welcome any other support from public-spirited individuals or organizations in this regard. Until parliamentary or until the parliamentary approval is granted, the old price will be maintained for our dialysis services. Thank you, and it's been signed by the management of Kolibu Teaching Hospital. We'll take a break. We'll return with more. Please stay with us. The malaria will not free down, eh? Challenge no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumefantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, 
entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. About one-third of a million people live with HIV in Ghana. Close to 10,000 of them die each year, mostly as a result of a lack of antiretroviral drugs and adherence. In fact, close to 57% of children under 14 years living with HIV do not receive antiretroviral drugs, again as a result of inadequate funds to provide them with medication. Life expectancy for these children is grim. The big worry, close to 16,300 people are newly infected with HIV each year. With this alarming rate of HIV infections, all of us are in danger. And Ghana is headed for an epidemic explosion if nothing is done now to avert it. While the Ghana AIDS Commission is working hard to overturn the situation, the Commission urgently needs funding support from corporate Ghana and individuals to save lives. We're therefore appealing to you, corporate entities and individuals, to support the National HIV and AIDS Fund by dialing star 9898-HASH on MTN and Vodafone and follow the prompts or pay into the National HIV and AIDS Fund account number 101-863-161-3233, Bank of Ghana. Your donation will be used to prevent new infections and provide care for people living with HIV, including children affected by AIDS. For further information, please call Ghana AIDS Commission on 302 919260 or email info at ghana Give to save a life today. Ghana AIDS Commission partnering to eliminate HIV and AIDS. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like this. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X-Syntex. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That is so true, my daughter. 
But it's father, it is Milo. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Betway is your gateway to a theme park full of gaming excitement. A whirlpool of wonder where your favorite games come to life. Where you can take to the skies with max payouts that reach into the millions. All in the palm of your hand. Visit betway.com.gh. Terms and conditions apply. Betway is regulated by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. No under 18. Bet responsibly. Betway. Bet your way. There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plans run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on Global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. In life, choice is good. But choice plus safety is way better. Your safety and comfort is paramount. Under the cylinder recirculation model, you can buy LPG in a safe environment. All cylinders are inspected and maintained to the best safety standards, so your safety is assured. Just take your empty cylinder to the nearest exchange point and swap it for a filled cylinder. Different cylinder sizes will be available to meet your pocket size. Imagine cooking in a smoke-free environment. This will improve the health and well-being of you and your family. Choose LPG in a safer model of distribution. Cylinder recirculation model. Securing your safety. Creating more jobs. A message from the National Petroleum Authority under the patronage of the Ministry of Energy. Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us. Now to some politics. Alan Tremonton has disclosed that he faced significant challenges in securing the necessary funds and resources to fulfill the government One District, One Factory initiative during his tenure. Tremonton, who has recently resigned from both the government and the NPP to pursue an independent presidential bid, expressed his frustrations in an exclusive interview with Ivan Mensa. He explained that the inability to secure sufficient funding was a key factor preventing the successful implementation of this initiative. You have said, and I've been asking you about yeah. your contributions, because yeah. you were part of the system, you were saying yeah. you, were, you were raising these issues yeah. you wanted to yeah. raise, but you didn't yeah. have enough yeah. traction there. Yeah. You've said in your press conference that you now are at a place where you're convinced yeah. that that system you were part of yeah. no longer appreciated yeah. what you had to offer. Yes. But the evidence suggests otherwise. This is a system in the party that gave you an opportunity to serve as a trade minister. That is definitely appreciating you as an individual and what you bring to the table in yeah. contrary to the agenda for change, at least yeah. from the MPP's yeah. point of view. But I think you are missing the point. So let me just illustrate it. So, as individuals in a party, in government, my 
belief is that we need to prioritize, let's say, industrialization or private sector development. I mean, the basic principle in economics is that you preach on the principle of scarcity and choice. So you have to prioritize. So you deploy resources in line with your priorities. My sense is that for a country like ours, for us to be able to transform our country, let's say we need to prioritize industrialization. Now, if it doesn't happen that that becomes the dominant view, let's say in the party, in the party, for example, or in, in government, then it makes sense for me to pursue an ambition to occupy the highest level of executive authority that allows me to prioritize what I believe will bring about the change and transformation. So, Simba, you were that part I of a government that yes. made industrialization a priority. Yes. yes. That put you in charge yes. of yeah. executing yes. what one time you believed to yeah. be one of the boldest mm. agendas to industrialize, one industry, one country. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you say then yeah. that? you didn't have enough traction around yeah. the vision that you had. That definitely yeah. was one that you were in charge of, executing. Yeah, but, but even I don't think you are listening to me, or you are listening, but you are not understanding what I'm saying. I'm talking about prioritizing the deployment of resources to be a I champion. That you champion. Yes, I champion. Yes. So it, that didn't, you champion. it didn't mean that... It didn't you said you didn't have the resources. I, but that's, that's clear. And, and I'm, I'm suggesting to you that if you have a, a governance structure with different priorities. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Watch out for the full interview at 9 p.m. on PM Express here on Joy News. Now let's take you to the upper part of the country. Almost seven months ago, medical doctors at the Wa West District Hospital depended on mobile phone touchlights to conduct medical surgeries at their theater. But the problem has been fixed following a joint news report highlighting the plight. Edward Wachi Trust Fund has fixed and mounted two new theater lamps at the hospital to augment service delivery. The lamp is the second eye for us, for both the nurses and the doctors, when you are doing an operation. Uh, you have your own eyes, but when you are operating and you go into a cavity, a body cavity, you will not be able to see clearly. And it's like walking in the night without a torchlight. We, we have to rely on these lamps that we have, and at times um, we use our phone lights. Um, there are times you would have to ask two or three people to help with their lives. The cry for help from the medical superintendent of the World War District Hospital Dr. Benjamin Amiuri, on March 5, painting a mental picture of the challenges they go through using mobile phone touchlight 
for medical surgeries as a result of a malfunctioning tear lamp. As senior achieved it, the cock belonged to an individual, but it grew belonged to the whole community. The passionate appeal made by Dr. Amiuri is therefore not for himself or for the hospital, but for the almost 100,000 residents in the district that in terms of poverty ratings is among the five poorest in the country. The theater light at the hospital had not worked for almost two years and doctors depended on mobile touches to be able to perform surgeries on patients. When Joy Fong broke the story on the Super Morning Show, the millions of listeners cringed and could not believe what they were hearing. Many of them pledged to contribute monies to buy the theater lamp for the hospital, which was valued around 35,000 Ghana cities. In the middle of the program came the Edward Budget Trust Fund and the pledge to pay the full amount of the 35,000 Ghana cities. A pledge they later redeemed in less than a week and the money paid direct to the accounts of the Wawas District Hospital. Joseph Adongo is the administrator of the hospital. So we sent out uh, requests for quotations and uh, a number of suppliers responded. I think uh, about five or six of them responded. And uh, in fact, we gave a very long period for them to respond because we wanted to get the best. The Wawa's District Hospital has been able to kill two birds with one stone. What the authorities here at this hospital has done is to add an additional 4,000 Ghana cities to the 35,000 Ghana cities that was provided uh, to them to buy the theater lamps. And so they have 39,000. They bought two lamps, one which is rechargeable and which is a halogen bulb, and the other one which is also non-rechargeable and which uh, is uh, lead. And so these are the bulbs that they have at their disposal. And they are having the old one uh, which was functioning, which has now also been uh, repaired. So let's remain at that part of the country because the Roads and Highways Ministry says they are racing against time to complete works on the Solar Bamboy Highway part of which was split and washed away after floods in the area. Now, Road Minister Akwesi Amwakwata promised early last week that a temporary bypass would be completed in a week, but that timeline has elapsed. Commuters have been forced to use canoes to move from one side of the road to the other. We'll hear from a Deputy Roads and Highways Minister on what has caused the delay. First, listen to the Minister Akwesi Amwakwata. Being considered, a, a contractor is scheduled to work on this stretch of rope you know, before uh, this unfortunate development occurred. So, what we have to do now is even to speed up. So within a week, we are going to establish this rope temporary. We are doing a bypass for vehicles to assess the route within a week and we have put everything in place. Now listen to a Deputy Roads and Highways Minister Thomas Mbomba who explained that technically that one week deadline could not have been met due to the situation of the terrain. Uh, what we have seen so far 
uh, we, we have confidence that by the close of the week, we will open the road to traffic. In one side of the road can be open to the traffic. Uh, if, if you look at what the technical man explained, do the minister assured the Ghanaians that uh, we were going to use one week. But by the explanation the technical people have given, it is a, a clear indication that we couldn't have done anything uh, at the water level. Uh, if you look at the depth of, of the valley, when the water is, is, is at, at a higher level, there's nothing we could do. That is why we, uh, the, the people. Uh, couldn't start as the minister predicted. Uh, we, when I also came, I saw that some large jackets were given to the people to be using. And we've seen that the public is not using those who are committed who are not using the light jacket. So I want to appeal to the people over here and anybody that will be crossing while we are working today to be able to use the life jacket but we don't want to hear of any casualty in the event that the person did not use the life jacket while residents want the work completed with agency we are suffering see the government promised us look at what is going through see what we eat is even a problem we are we are business students we are others are business we are doing business no Look at no uh, solar baller. No, no. This is the business we no, do to eat. And this is what our parents, our old women, here is a place to pass to go and get into our small money to eat. From this wood, about 40 years now, we work in the that. That's our twice. The first is the, the first bridge. We break, we do it. And this one there is marble. Um, and this one is stepping as well. Return with showbiz. Please stay with us. The Electoral Commission is making preparations for voters' registration exercise from 12 September to 2nd October 2023 to enable citizens who have turned 18 years or persons who have not previously registered to visit the EC office in their district and register as a voter ahead of the upcoming district-level elections 2023. 
The registration exercise is in line with the Commission's mandate to compile the register of voters and revise it at such periods as may be determined by law. Every eligible Ghanaian should visit the EC office in their district and present their Ghana card or passport for inclusion in the voters register. Applicants who do not have a Ghana card or passport are required to bring two persons who are already registered voters to guarantee their registration. Do not register again if you have lost your voter ID card. Replacement of voter ID cards will start from 3rd October 2023 after the registration exercise. Transfer of votes will also be done from 3rd October to 9th October 2023. It is a criminal offense for a guarantor to guarantee for more than 10 people non-Ghanaians and persons who are not 18 years of age. Guarantors who violate this provision will be prosecuted. The voter registration exercise is part of efforts to ensure credible, transparent and peaceful elections in Ghana. Register to vote. Your vote is your power. The voter registration exercise 2 Welcome back. Faustina is in studio with Showbiz. What do we have? <laughs> Carlos, mm -hmm. it's great to be back. Yeah. Today, I like to call it Lyrical Wall. Mm -hmm. Two musicians at each other's truth. Well, we'll find out who's telling the truth and who's lying after okay. the show ends. But first of all, let's start with Kwame Eugen. In an interview with Amiel TV, he claims to have written 80% of Mr. Drew's new trending song, which is Case. Mm. And he says he hasn't been paid for it. In fact, he alleges that he has sent Mr. Drew countless messages, which he has blue-ticked him, and refused to respond. Wow. Let's listen to him. Mm. Them say hustle, hustle for the paper. Small boy, they hustle, then somebody want to eat them. Mr. Ju, and can you hear that? We are still being here now. We are coming to show who cleaning now. Oh wow! Yeah, me and Metro, and some part of in the second verse. Oh man, tia, 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 me and Metro, and from um, I wrote like eighty percent of that song. Ju hit song, no. Mature to say 80%. In fact, before she ca he came to record the song, that's hook and everything was already done. Oti and Otto on the back take So I, I do writing for, uh, I mean, other artists as well. And they come to me and sometimes, Uti Mitro Nyumbi not, you know, this song, the Sewe Pa. And I'm going to say, Otoa, 
I mean, yet mean radio stations they're going in ninety million more. I'm using all the time, and it's just a blessing, sir. Watch from your na, Mr. Junior. Even though I get paid for it, what you say? What you make? Which you didn't do that, but we will talk about that only. Interesting. Interesting point there. So, well, few days mm. after Mr. Drew actually released case, mm -hmm. he had an interview with my colleague Becky, mm. and he claimed he wrote the song himself. Well, let's let him speak. Yeah. Um, funny enough, the song is like three years old. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yes, it's, it's it's like three years. I wrote the song three years ago, and I never put it out. But I I kind of got a song, a, a beat from MOG. Big shouts to MOG. He's always hooking me up with like crazy beats. So I got that beat, and the progression was perfect for that that song that I wrote then. So I kind of like picked everything from there and then put it on the new beats by MOG, and then yeah, people loved it. I dropped the a sniper, and people loved it so I, I decided to do like an original version um, featuring Sistefia and then Strongman and that came out and then I also decided to do the remix with Mufti after the open verse challenge yeah mm. interesting cows so, so who, who is telling us the truth now I, I don't even know at this point mm. money is involved mm -hmm. so I feel Mr. Drew should just send him some money and mm. then it's some more level some more mm. level because really 80% of the song yeah. I don't know who's lying but mm. then tell me who you think is lying on our social media handles mm. Johnny's on TV now Carlos I'm sure you've been accepting some MC gigs recently yes 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 you have eh? yeah you know you're supposed to pay tax on it okay I, I read that in the news but mm. I don't know if MCs and bloggers are also supposed to yes pay they are in fact GRA is hard on it mm. and since they made that announcement you mm. have to declare each time you go for a gig, if you're a blogger, if you're an influencer, mm. if you're, you have a YouTube channel running, you have to declare and then Jerry will have to come for the attacks. It's a big business right How now. are they going to uh, actually make this uh, work? I don't even know. First of all, you have to be honest. You mm. have to declare. You have to say, okay, I've gone for this gig mm. and I've made this money. Mm -hmm. Then Jerry says, okay, this is my share. But then there's a whole conversation about if this is even practical. Mm. And so some influencers and bloggers, they've been sharing their thoughts about it. Listen. We do pay taxes on the monies that we earn from the various platforms that we operate, YouTube, Facebook, um, wherever you, you, you earn money, whichever platform they tax you. So this is not something new that they are... But the thing is, I don't understand how... The, the, like how the dynamics day for this one. I don't know which people they consulted. I don't know the, the, the tax net. I don't know the number of people within that frame. Now, let, let's say content creators in Ghana. Which type of content creators are you going to tax? I, I don't mind being taxed because, I mean, you definitely once you're making and creating value, the, the environment is creating value for you and providing you value. Obviously, you pay your taxes. It's just mandatory on anybody and everybody. In this specific case, it's just a question of clarity. So as I stand here at the moment, what I'm waiting for is just to get clarity on this um, news that has come up. But I actually have one problem too. So if influencers are to be taxed or event organizer promoters are to be taxed, what are they using the tax for? Will they account for it? Because at the end of the day, uh, this government is receiving tax from every angle, from restaurant, COVID tax, every angle. But what are they using the tax for?
Mm. So you had Koja Shelton, Kabatima, mm. MC, and Nikayami. So the big question is, what are they using the tax for? Well, GRA has been offering some sort of clarity. MCs, influencers, no. The existing tax laws make provision that anybody who earns income in Ghana is supposed to declare these incomes and pay taxes on them. So there is nothing like a new tax that is targeting this category of people. It is something that is already there, but we have seen that they are not um, complying to these provisions in the tax laws. We just want to draw the attention that so far as they are earning income, they are supposed to declare these incomes and pay the appropriate taxes on them. That's Dominic Nartik, mm. Chief Revenue Officer at GRA. So, amazing well, stuff, yeah? Yeah, we're going to be looking forward to see how all these things... So, please, mm. when next you call me for an MC gig, mm. please add the Jerry money, I beg. Yeah, you, you have to go and declare. <laughs> so, so, so the Wait, no, you add the money, we'll declare. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you so much, Fosti. Uh, that's all we have time for. Uh, log on to myjoyonline.com for more stories. Uh, Business Prime or Prime Business is up next. Today's class is going to be an exciting one. Now, who can share an unforgettable moment in their life? Okay, I said I'd like to talk about my first time. It was her natural look, complemented by her favorite green silky apparel that caught my attention. I have to say, she automatically possessed me with her smile, which exposed her beautiful white teeth. That's not all. Her enduring signature perfume could be smelled from afar. Madam, why do you look so surprised? My first time with her was special and irresistible. I'm talking about Cindy Rice. Cindy Rice can be found in selected supermarkets nationwide. Everybody loves Cindy Rice. Sweet aroma. Great taste. This advert is FDA approved. Even more mula by staking from one Ghana city to 350 Ghana cities. And you could win 26 times your stake on the exciting new pick one game from Game Park. Play by dialing star 946 hash on all networks via our website or download the Game Park app on www.gameparkgames.com. Choose your pick one number from 1 to 36. Place your stake. And watch our live draws on Adum TV at 9 a.m., 12 p.m., and 6 p.m. daily. Hey, live life like me with Game Park. Game Park, more mula, more power. This game is regulated by the National Lottery Authority, not for persons under 18. Play responsibly. 
Once every year, the finest marketing minds from across Ghana gather to recognize, reward brilliance in the field of marketing, celebrate their works, and connect. This year, the prestigious Chartered Institute of Marketing Ghana present the 34th edition of the annual National Marketing Performance Awards under the theme, Marketing, a tool for economic recovery. Guest of Honor, Professor Abednego Fehi Okoyamati, Vice-Chancellor, University of Professional Studies Accra. The date, 30 September. The venue, Labadi Beach Hotel. The time is 7 p.m. For corporate table reservations, call Nana on 055-274-6592 or 0242-307-801. Come join us, wine, dine, award, and celebrate all night long. CIMG, marketing means business. CIMG, working for Ghana. For decades, we have helped businesses connect with their trade partners all over the globe. From Ghana to Burkina Faso, Cote d'Ivoire, Benin, Togo, Senegal, China, Morocco, France, Netherlands, and many other countries. We have made it possible to bring Ghana to the world. We have brought small and medium businesses closer to their customers across the regions in Ghana with our SME support facilities. We have brought relief and smiles to the faces of families with our employee personal loans. With our cutting-edge technology and digital support, we take the burden of complex thinking off you, making life simple. That is who we are, as close as a partner. Bank of Africa. We are indeed the African bank with the global reach. The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Okay. Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. Hey, Papa. Should I listen for you? It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. Do you know that? Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. 
Once every year, the finest marketing minds from across Ghana gather to recognize, reward brilliance in the field of marketing, celebrate their works, and connect. This year, the prestigious Chartered Institute of Marketing Ghana present the 34th edition of the annual National Marketing Performance Awards under the theme, Marketing, a tool for economic recovery. Guest of Honor, Professor Abednego Fehi Okoyamati, Vice-Chancellor, University of Professional Studies Accra. The date, 30th September. The venue, Labadi Beach Hotel. The time is 7 p.m. For corporate table reservations, call Nana on 055-274-6592 or 0242-307-801. Come join us, wine, dine, award, and celebrate all night long. CIMG, marketing means business. CIMG, working for Ghana. Segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Take a simmer seven bag for your QR code. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Good evening, warm welcome to Prime Business with me, Pius Kojo Baka. To our very first story, figures from the Bank of Ghana has revealed that non-performing loans in the Ghana's banking sector have surged to 20% of all loans, hitting a peak not witnessed in half a decade. Since October 2022, this ratio has been on a steady climb, starting at 14% and ascending by a remarkable 6 percentage points to its current level. There is more for you. This business desk group. According to the data from the Bank of Ghana, the ratio increased by 0.9 percentage points from the previous ratio of 19.1 percent in July 2023, showing that one out of every five loans given is issued is not being paid back or is long overdue for interest or principal payment as of August 2023. On average, between January and August 2023, the ratio has been around 17.9 percent which is higher than the average for the same period in 2020, 2021, and 2022. As per the International Monetary Fund, global standards recommend categorizing loans as non-performing when borrowers are more than 90 days late in paying back both the principal amount and interest or when there is little expectation of receiving full payments in the future. The country recently went through a debt restructuring where government indicated an inability to repay its loans and sought to shave off part of its debts in order to secure a $3 billion loan from the IMF, of which banks took a larger part of the haircuts, leading to significant losses in 2022. 
Meanwhile, banking consultant Dr. Richmond Etuiahene blames government and the unfriendly economic environment for the surge in non-performing loans. According to him, until the economy improves, banks will continue to bear the brunt. It comes as no surprise from some of us because the economic, economic condition has been very, very harsh to businesses. Mm. Higher interest rate, higher inflation, rising prices in energy, higher interest costs, and all these things have just came into the, the NPL. It makes it very difficult for the banks. And the second point, which a lot of people are not taking into consideration, government is the largest uh, employer of businesses in Ghana. Mm. And if you hear about uh, the contractors who have not been paid, if you heard of the food suppliers who have not been paid, if you heard about the vendors that have not been over the period. All these things dovetail into higher non-performance. So apart from the government being the part of the problem, the economic, the unfriendly economic environment is also part of the issue. We've had it before. I mean, in the 80s, we had this challenge. But when the economic condition improved, I mean, if you go and check, I think, 2062 rate, we had the lowest non-performing, I think, 6%. Because the economic condition was okay, inflation was okay, uh, interest rate was down. But as we see now, interest rate is not going to get down. Because the way government is borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing, it makes it very difficult for the bank to get cheap money. What we call crowding out. The treasury bills that the government is, is crowding out the bank of deposit utilization. And therefore, that cost will have to come into play when you're lending into money. And that will lead. There is a correlation between that that leads into higher non-performing loans. So I'm not I'm not worried because I'm not I'm not deterred because we saw it some time ago and it's not coming back. I mean next quarter it will possibly go to 24. The Minerals Income Investment Fund is partnering government to develop a database for some 22 critical minerals across the country. This is part of moves to profile the nation's resources in order to attract foreign direct investments. Now, the chief executive of the fund, Nanaya Okrantin, made the disclosure when he addressed stakeholders in Accra. Stakeholders Forum by the Mineral Income and Investment Fund afforded industry players the opportunity to share ideas on the operations of the fund and also be updated on some projects it is undertaking. According to the chief executive, Nanayao Krangting, Ghana's mineral resources need more investment in order for the country to generate funds for infrastructure development. He believes that a good database for all the 20 22 critical minerals will go a long way to improve its investment potentials. Um, uh, critical minerals like lithium have become extremely important and they become of uh, security and strategic interest for every country in the world. Um, at this point in time, the United States have designated about 22 critical minerals as extremely essential for the next maybe 20 to 30 years. So we are looking at how we can assist the Geological Survey um, Department, um, the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, in developing a database um, around these 22 critical minerals. And not just the precious minerals like gold, etc. This is purely on the critical minerals. Um, we think this is important. Um, it allows us to have um, some um, kind of um, overview 
of, of what is underneath and the kind of potential that Ghana has. It allows us to also develop investment plans on how we deal with some of these critical minerals. You know, so it is, it is important, it's extremely um, essential that we do that and that we have this data bank of resources and that is owned by, um, by Ghanaians. Deputy Minister for Lands and Natural Resources, George Mekuduka, used the platform to charge the MIIF to ensure more local participation in the sector. Let me use this opportunity to task MIF and MINCOM. I'm sure they are here. If they are not here, uh, I will carry it myself to them. I thought I was going to see the Chief Executive Officer here to immediately develop a framework with the University of Mines and Technology to design and beef up existing curricula on extraction, processing, and entire governance of the various critical minerals identified towards the energy transition. Specifically, MIF and MINCOM should take deliberate steps to provide scholarships to technical staff and some students towards that study. The MIIF has therefore hinted of plans to engage more stakeholders on the review of its act. Let's do something in the agrig value chain because cocoa farmers or stakeholders are bemoaning the improper use of pesticides by farmers, indicating it can affect the sector if not addressed swiftly. According to these players, more sensitization programs are needed to educate farmers on the application of pesticides. Chairman for the Ghana Biodiversity Steering Committee, Professor Alfred Oting Yabua, says the continuous use of some of these chemicals um, on cocoa farms may pose some environmental and health-related threats to the farmers. He spoke to Joy Business at a multi-stakeholder pesticides conference. The cocoa sector is of an economic importance to Ghana as it contributes significant export earnings to the country's economy. It's estimated that disease and pest incidents account for output losses of about 35%. At a multi-stakeholder conference, Professor Yabu explained the need for these farmers to be educated. The concept of pesticide use is something which a lot of people have bought into it, thinking that that is the only way in which we'll be able to get a proper cocoa production. But one thing that we haven't noted is that uh, from a biological system, you can also have another biological system that will overcome the issues that are there. And for that reason, it is possible to control many of the pests that we have in the country. Now, pesticides as they are, actually have a root from uh, chemicals. And chemicals, you know, especially when they do not come from the environment, they take a long time before you can actually get rid of them. Initially, they may, you may see them doing the work that you want them to do, but then the residue, after they have been used, is where the difficulty is. How do you get rid of the residue? Project Officer for Send Ghana, Nana Kwesi Banenaka, indicated that sustainability within the value chain is key to the growth of this sector need to discuss the welfare and sustainability of the cocoa sector and we cannot do that without looking at good agricultural practices and under those good agricultural practices has uh, the use of agrochemicals which pesticides happens to be part we know that agrochemical usage is good but if unregulated it has problem on the health and also the environment uh, at large 
Uh, also, when you look at the usage of pesticides, uh, we need to look at the storage application and also uh, training of uh, cocoa farmers on the usage of pesticides. Representing the Minister for Environment, Science, Technology and Innovation, Director of Research and Statistics at the Ministry, Sefas E.J. Mensah pledged the commitment of Earth Outfit in sensitizing these farmers. The Ministry of Environment, Science, Technology and Innovation exists to promote sustainable development by deepening and strengthening demand-driven research and development for sound environmental governance, science, technology and innovation through intensive awareness creation, collaboration and partnership. Mercy envisages to attain sustainable development through the utilization of science, technology and innovation for wealth creation and sound environmental governance in a modern and competitive economy. The stakeholders maintain that they will continue to raise awareness about the harmful effects of the application of highly hazardous pesticides within the agricultural production landscape. More in the agric sector, poultry farmers in the country are in anticipation of a successful implementation of the government's revitalization project in the poultry sector following recent near collapse of the industry. Under the Rearing for Food and Jobs program, the government established the broiler project to reduce importation of chicken and create jobs. But National Chairman of the Poultry Association of Ghana, Victor Opongje, says government must commit to the actualization of the project objectives to salvage the struggling poultry industry. Here's more. According to data by the Animal Protection Directorate of the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, Ghana imports about 180,000 million tons of poultry meat. Hi, Larry Elder here. I never really thought much about how aches and pains can reduce a person's quality of life until pain started keeping me from living my best life. Just a few years ago, using the stairs was difficult because of the back pain. Then I found Relief Factor, a 100% drug-free solution for aches and pains. Within a week, I was on my way back to being pain-free. Now I have my life back. I take Relief Factor every single day. Relief Factor can help your body fight the inflammation that causes joint and muscle pain and the other aches and pains that come with everyday life. Treat yourself to feeling better. Move more, live more, and just enjoy your life more with Relief Factor. Join me and more than a half a million others. Get started today with your three-week quick start for only $19.95. About 70% go on to order more because it works for them. Go to relieffactor.com to order now. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. relieffactor.com. Production averaging 57,000 million tons. Broiler meat constitutes over 80% of the total imported meat into the country. After realizing the potential of reducing meat imports through local production of broiler, the government instituted the broiler project in 2020, targeting 40,000 million tons of broiler meat production on a pilot basis. Victor Opomaje is the chairman of the National Poultry Farmers Association. And it's not only the poultry farmers who are going to benefit, it's the whole economy. Because as I said, 85, 85% of the farms were collapsed. It means all the workers, they have to go home and it will affect their family and you know. So poultry alone, if we give it much attention, I think poultry alone can uh, create over a million jobs in the country. 
There have been calls by stakeholders in the poultry industry on the government to place a ban on imported chicken as a dink to control the influx of foreign meat. But the Minister of Food and Agriculture believes an outright ban of the commodity could affect the country's food security. Head of the Animal Production Unit at the Ministry, Ricky Abwaji, says regulation of imports is essential to allow free intercontinental trade. We also believe that, yes, as part of food security, we should have some buffers. Then we empower our indigenous or our local farmers also to go into massive production. Then we can regulate because we are not living in isolation as a country. Um, even if we produce and we get to the excess point, we also want to export. So if we don't want anybody to bring in their produce, when you get the excess, where do you also take them to? So as part of um, intercontinental, interregional inter trade, we encourage that, yes, we can regulate the inflows, but we can only do that when we are also upscale within the local settings so that at least we'll make maximum use of what we have here. Mr. Abwaja was speaking at a two-day workshop for poultry farmers in the Ashanti region on farm management practices. The event targeted at building the capacity of poultry farmers and expanding their knowledge base on the best practices for efficient production. Dr. Victoria Nobe is president of the Women in Poultry Value Chain. Uh, we believe that if you have all the resources, um, the maize, the soya, the dough, and all that we need to produce, if you have all those resources and you don't have good management practices, uh, your farm cannot still um, survive. You might have outbreak of diseases, which will be causing high mortality. You have management problems of keeping records. So this comes together uh, to add to all the resources that we need uh, to revamp the poultry uh, sector. The workshop was in partnership with the World Institute for Soy and Human Health with support from the American Soybean Association. Khaled Bernardelilo is positive of an improved sector through the training. I'm very happy to see the turnout, the number of people who are interested in improving their efficiency and their uh, economic returns. On another hand, we will make many several take-home messages. One of them was, please do not read, do not eat raw eggs, because raw eggs can be a source of different microbial risks. On another hand, today we will also focus on biosecurity, which means improving the hygiene in the farms, improving the overall, uh, what should I say, inputs of what we get on the farms, good raw ingredients, healthily enhanced to produce more efficiently. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Brightquickle. Some farmers in the northern region are calling on the regulatory authority to issue permit for the commercialization of the BT cowpea. According to the farmers, with the trials they have conducted, there is huge difference in yield and insect control between the BT and the conventional cowpea. They are therefore asking government to quicken the process. Cowpea is widely consumed by many Ghanaians. It is used for dishes ranging from gari and beans to tubani in northern Ghana. But over the years, farmers have faced challenges of the maruka pest when it is time for farming. This forces farmers to spray their farms up to 12 times before harvest. 
this does not only affect the farmer but also the consumer because of the dose of chemicals applied. It is against this backdrop that the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research has conducted a research to produce the BT cowpea to tackle the Maruka pest challenge. Speaking at Nyangpala on one of the trial fields, some farmers called on government to commercialize the new variety. The, 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 the cost of the chemical. So as a farmer, it seems it was a lot of problems for us. And we couldn't even get, at the end, you won't even get good yield from the, the, the field. But we're doing it, if you do one acre, I mean with the local one, quarter quarter, you won't even get five bucks because of the maruka. You spray a lot, you spray more than eight times, ten times, because of the insects you couldn't even get. But now, this one, the scientific one, is very, very nice. Because when they brought it, if you farm and then you spray twice, you harvest a lot. You get good yards from it, because it doesn't affect the maruka. That one, the actual. Yes, it's very, very different. Pioneer of the research in BT cowpea, Dr. Mumni Abdullah said, not only will the BT cowpea save the environment, but also the farmer. With a non-BT cowpea, can spray up to 12 times, sometimes. The minimum they spray is five times. And you know the cost of the chemical? And the most of the farmers even spray without protecting themselves. The chemical, they inhale it, you know, it's dangerous. And even the consumer, but the dose they crop with chemicals. And usually when you spray, there's a time interval within which you should not consume the product because the dose is too much chemical. But farmers, you and I will go to the market and buy. You don't ask when did they harvest, when did they spray, you don't ask. So it's actually, it saves it a lot when you have only two sprays compared to 12 sprays. The Deputy Director General of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, Professor Marianne Dockers Queen, said she was excited about the outcome of the research, but added that she wished Ghana had hastened the process. I'm impressed with the progress so far, but the process has been very, very slow. And this is what I wished it had happened faster. Because as you know, biotechnology, getting a transgenic crop, is not an overnight process. Now once you have had it, there are so many processes you have to go through before you can regularize it. And these are due based on our laws and uh, regulations. So I would really appreciate if these are hastened to ensure that once we have come out with a quality material, it will quickly be in the hands of the end user for them to benefit fully from the technologies that we are churning out. As we... Thanks so much for watching Prime Business with me, Pius Kojo Baka, with God International Business for you, after which Prime Sports follows.
350 Ghana cities, and you could win 26 times your stake on the exciting new pick one game from Game Park. Play by dialing star 946 hash on all networks via our website or download the Game Park app on www.gameparkgames.com. Choose your pick one number from 1 to 36. Place your stake and watch our live draws on Adum TV at 9 a.m., 12 p.m., and 6 p.m. daily. Live light like me with Game Park. Game Park, more mula, more power. This game is regulated by the National Lottery Authority, not for persons under 18. Play responsibly. The Butcher's Registration Commission is making preparations for voters registration exercise from 12 September to 2nd October 2023 to enable citizens who have turned 18 years or persons who have not previously registered to visit the EC office in their district and register as a voter ahead of the upcoming district level elections 2023. The registration exercise is in line with the Commission's mandate to compile the register of voters and revise it at such periods as may be determined by law. Every eligible Ghanaian should visit the EC office in their district and present their Ghana card or passport for inclusion in the voters' register. Applicants who do not have a Ghana card or passport are required to bring two persons who are already registered voters to guarantee their registration. Do not register again if you have lost your voter ID card. Replacement of voter ID cards will start from 3rd October 2023 after the registration exercise. Transfer of votes will also be done from 3rd October to 9th October 2023. It is a criminal offense for a guarantor to guarantee for more than 10 people, non-Ghanaians and persons who are not 18 years of age. Guarantors who violate this provision will be prosecuted. The voter registration exercise is part of efforts to ensure credible, transparent and peaceful elections in Ghana. Register to vote. Your vote is your power. The voter registration exercise 2023 is here with us now. Owning a home is an accomplishment. When it comes to choosing our preference of living, we are faced with a dilemma. Will you go for affordability, comfort, or luxury? Well, we will help you choose your preferred home at a very affordable and convenient way. At the 2023 edition of the Republic Bank Love Affirm Habitat Fair, slated for Friday, 6 October to Sunday, 8 October, 2023, at the Kumasi City Mall, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. each day. This event is brought to you by your superstation, Love, 99.5 FM, in partnership with Republic Bank. Powered by Airport City HDG Homes. And sponsored by DBS Industries Limited, Syntex Tank, the ultimate protection plus insurance product from Star Life Assurance, supported by Ghana. Are you ready? Mark your calendar as the Makers House Chaplain International presents. 
the Experience Conference 2023. From the 1st to the 8th of October, it's the gathering of the spiritual luminaries of the land. Get ready to experience Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, Reverend Dr. Mensah Otamil, Archbishop Charles Ajina Sari, Reverend Dr. Ampia Kofi, Reverend Dr. Steve Mensah, Reverend Dr. Ebenezer Markway, Bishop Frank Ofosu Apia, and your host, Dr. Michael Bwedinyamiche. Come and experience Jesus, the miracle worker. Venue is the Destiny Arena of the Makers House Chapel International, Atomic, adjacent School of Nuclear and Allied Sciences. Time is 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. on weekdays, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Saturday, and 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. on Sundays. It's going to be a life-changing encounter. The Experience Conference 2023. I can't wait. Sports Segments is brought to you by Commended DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Another welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. Now, former Black Stars coach James Akwesiapia is set to become the new coach of Sudan national team after receiving permission from His Majesty Otumpo Tetutu II to combine the job with his role at Asante Kotoko as the technical director of the club. Now, this was captured in a statement by the club on its website, and uh, uh, the statement is going to be on our screen shortly, where it states that uh, the life patron of Asante Kotoko, His Majesty Otunfo Saitutu II, has blessed our technical director, Kosi Apia, to accept the role as head coach of Sudan national team. Uh, the club stated that Mr. Apia will, however, maintain his role as technical director of Kumasiya Santokotoko. Now, the statement continues that he will contest in the Ghana Football Association Executive Council elections next month in that capacity. Now, the experienced technical brain, uh, the statement adds, who has managed the Black Star twice in the period between 2013 to 2014 and 2017 to 2019, is expected to lead the technical direction of Kotoko. As uh, the statement says, we work on restructuring the team. So, Kwasi Apia heads to Sudan to take up the role of national team coach of the country while will also continue his role at Kumasiya Santo Kotoko as the club's technical director. Now, head of sports of uh, Inshirai FM, Bismakayala, joins me via Zoom for some uh, perspective on this very development relative to uh, Kwesi Apia. Now, Bismak, if you can hear me, um, this has been coming. Uh, the news about his departure to Sudan is one that was in the news a few uh, days ago. However, it had to do with how he was going to part ways with Kumasi Asantekotoko. And the statement from the club indicates that he's going to combine his role as technical director of the club along with being the coach of Sudan national team. And this has raised many questions in Kumasi. Besmak, what are the, what are the fans of Kumasi Asantekotoko saying? And what do you make of this? Is this feasible? Is this going to work for the club? Um, thank you very much. Um, to put some little background to uh, this story, um, yes, indeed, Akosiapia was approached by the Sudan FA um, a very, very long time ago, um, even before their political instability and all that. Um, talks between Akosiapia and the Sudan FA never got to any stage that was even close to conclusion. Mm. 
and Akosia player thought they were not going to come back. Um, so in between that time, he has served with the Kimpon Academy as a technical director, and other rules he has been able to play with um, stakeholders within the football ecosystem. Then we all know Kotoko um, gave way for the past board and the management. And in the process, his name was mentioned by His Royal Majesty um, Otu for Setutu to take a role um, in the current um, administration of Kotoko as a technical director. Now, Akosiapia never expected the Sudanese to come back until recently when they came back to him and said they are stable now as a, as, as a country and they will want to employ him based on the discussion that they've had in the past. Then Akosiapia, knowing very, very well that he has gotten himself into a Kotoko web, needed to meet the king, um, or two for who is in London. So Akosiapia met him in London and put forth to the king that that is what has happened to him. He has accepted his role in Kotoko and this has come because he had a discussion with the Sudanese um, some few months ago. Now, as we have known, and as published by the club website, Otufo then told him, now look, I depended on you and I trusted you, um, and that is the reason why I gave you the role as a technical director. If it is possible that you can combine the role I've given you at Kotoko and still go and do your work with Sudan, that would be very, very fine by me. So that is my stance, if you ask me. And Akosiapia then came back, had to think about it, and the recent history um, um, news is that he has accepted to combine those roles. Now, yes, in, in, in normal perspective, being a technical director is an administrative work. It's not, it's not too much of a day-to-day present work where you have to physically be there and, and, and do your work. It's, it's more of administrative work, having a supervisory role of the technical team, of, of, of the team that you are technical director. So in, 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 in its sense, it can be done that Agosiapia will be the technical director of Kotoko um, um, and, and, and still be able to manage the Sudanese uh, national team. But Bisman, if you look... Yeah, Bisman, just... If you look at the, yeah, yeah, Bisman, sorry, but just a little on that point about, you know, uh, his role as technical director of Kumasi Asante Kotoko and doubling that with the Sudanese national team job. Now, Kotoko is in a process of restructuring, rebuilding, and clearly, at this moment, he does appear to be the main man in that rebuilding process. And we could see his interaction with Otunfo. And even when Otunfo visited Adako Jache, we could see almost everything. He was referring it to him. So it does appear, Kosiapia is integral in Kumasi Asante Kotoko's rebuilding process. Now, going to Sudan, it is equally expected that he will become pretty much the lead of the technical team in Sudan, he's definitely going to do more than just helping the national team, just like we are possibly seeing Christian doing in Ghana. So don't you find it to be, uh, it's going to be quite conflicting for him. He needs to prioritize one. And the cause for him to probably focus on Sudan and let someone take up the role, Akumasia Santico. Don't you think uh, this is, this is a, you know, a good call for Kwesiapia? Yes, it's it's, it's very, very legitimate. Um, if you look at the volume of the work that he has to do with Kotoko and save with, with the Sudanese national team. In fact, per our information, the Sudanese FA will want Akosiapia not only as a senior national team coach, mm. but we want him to, to serve as a technical writer, sort of, mm. um, to make sure that all the juvenile national teams 
are also um, reporting to him mm. and, and he having a supervisory role over them. So it's, it's not going to be an easy job for Akosiapia to do mm. after that and combine it with court accounts. But in, 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 in a way that it will work, in the ideal situation, what Akosiapia must then do is to have a framework mm. within which the Kotoko technical directorship will, will have to fit in. So, for instance, if it's about issues of, of, of recruitment, then he has to have a framework. Um, Kotoko will not be able to recruit players more than this age. Mm. Kotoko will have to um, recruit only players from the national team. There must be something that, that, that will, will serve as a framework where every technical team member in taking decisions will fit in. So that it becomes very, very easy for him to, to, to monitor, even in his absence. And, and for me, if he's able to put in a very, very good framework, then it shouldn't be a problem if he's not physically present at Kumasi and I think that, look, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving the IMC the benefit of the doubt that they've, they've thought through this. They've, they've, they've put in, in measures as to how it's going to work. And that is why they are going on that adventure. So we will sit back and watch. But for me, it is all about him creating the necessary framework for Kotoko to exist and for him to monitor no matter where he is to, to, to be able to make sure that his aspirations and the vision of him as a technical director and, and how he wants the technical direction of Kotoko to go under him as a technical director and under him as a member of the IMC will work. So we will need to, 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 to be as, as media men be gauging how this framework is going to work, but for me, I think it is very, very admissible, and it is, it is, it is doable for him to combine the two and 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 probably make it work within the same the same understanding that mm. he has gone with with Otun Four and the INC. Well, uh, Besma, please hang in there for us because uh, joining us in studio, thankfully, is a member of the communications team of Kumasi Asante Kotoko, Nana Kwame Dakwa, and he's joining us in the studio. So, thanks so much for making time in the studio. I'm sure it was an, an, on a short notice, but the big question is, I mean, it's fair to say you've allowed Kwesi Apia to move to Sudan, and people are asking questions, why don't you let him focus on the Sudanese job, get a new technical director to handle the technical affairs of the club? What went into the reasoning to allow Kusi Apia to combine his role as technical director of Kumasi Asante Kotoko along with his job in Sudan? Well, thank you very much for the opportunity this evening. And uh, I would say it's the decision of uh, our great king Otunfo. You know, Kwesi and the IMC met the king mm. in London and uh, he granted him the permission. And he believes that Kwesi has something to offer Asante Man and Kotoko that he still needs his services to support the team. In terms of parity, though, because even what we are picking is that Kwesi Apia is not just going to manage the senior national team of Sudan. He's going to have oversight responsibility on some of the juvenile sites, under, under 16, maybe under 20. Wouldn't you think that Kwesi is likely to spend more time in Sudan because on his priorities and uh, his responsibilities in Sudan, and Kotoko might be the ones suffering from that, you know, uh, uh, requirement on him to multitask. I think that the decision lies with the king, and once he has accepted it, there's mm. nothing some of us can say. Mm. We need to just give him the support. Kwesi has explained details of his duties to the king, and he has accepted that he can combine the two. Mm. Once Kwesi himself is available for the two, I think we should support him. Mm. And he will be available to work for uh, Kotoko and the Sudanese as well. But in terms of the work that Kwesi Api has done so far, 
as technical director. What could you share with us? Do you think it's enough for, for, the, for the system to work even without him being present there physically? Of course, yes. Uh, I mean, during the recruitment exercise period, he, together with the technical uh, head coach of the team, Prosper Nate Ubum, mm. agreed on certain players of which they are in the team at the moment. Day-to-day management of the players is solely mm. in the hands of Prosper Nate Ubum. Kwesi, from time to time, will be assisting him mm. in terms of discussion and all that. So I think that the system will definitely work. Kwesi is not just... Uh, giving the team technical support. He's also assisting the IMC mm. in the day-to-day running of the team. And I think today's world, you can be anywhere in the world and at the same time working uh, at a place that you want to work with. So I think that uh, Kwesi's inclusion, I mean, as part of the IMC, Utunfo still believes that Kwesi should be around. And once the Great King has directed and has, I mean, granted that permission, mm. we need to also go by it and also respect that. Now, what we also got to know is that he will proceed with his quest to represent the club at the Executive Council. Now, let's talk about his chances because, I mean, you're, go- you're appealing to delegates to be elected to be part of the major decision-making body of the Ghana Football Association while serving as head coach of Sudan national team. And inevitably, you're going to contribute to the decision-making in the Sudanese FA. Some have raised questions of conflict of interest and even advised that Kumasiya Santico possibly should replace him in terms of the candidacy. Why has the club insisted that Kwesi Apia should continue to contest for that position? And what do you make of his chances now? Because it looks quite bleak at the moment. Well, that is the opinion of some people. But I think that Kwesi has a chance of uh, winning the seat simply because with what he has, I mean, with the technical know-how, with, if you look at the executive committee mm. or the council of the football association, he needs somebody in the caliber of Kwesi to, you know, represent them in terms of technical issues. When most of the national teams travels and comes back, the technical report that they write, mm. you normally, you don't have a technical person in the executive council that can also, you know, scrutinize the report technically. And I think that with Kwesi's background as a technical person, yes, of course, he stand the chance of winning. We've spoken with most of the people, the delegates who are going to vote on the day, and we are more than convinced that they will give him the nod. Because mm. he is returning this weekend, and when he touches down, we will continue with our campaign, visit most of the people, I mean, trying to ask them to vote for him. Mm. And we know they will definitely vote for Kwesi Apia. Mm. All right, let me just speak the thoughts of Bismarck on this one. Bismarck, uh, some suggest it's going to be, I mean, a difficult task for Kwesi Apia now to get the nod. Is this a fair assessment? Because some are raising questions about where is your loyalty going to be to the Ghan Football Association or the Denise Football Association? Is this a, it, a legitimate it's, it's, concern? Yes, it's, it's more than fair. And, and, and I think Kosiapia um, Transit is going to be hurt by this, this Sudanese job. And my, my, my simple reason is that, look, another company's act, if you are voted as an ESCO member of the FA, you are just a board member of the Ghana Football Association. And every board member is supposed to hold a fiduciary duty into the institution Ghana Football Association. Mm. Now, how do you, as a board member, exercise your independent, unbiased, fair responsibility to Ghana Football Association as the head coach of the Sudanese national team? That is a very, very legitimate question that every delegate will be asking him or herself. And I think that if anybody decides to go against 
Akwesi's candidate in terms of the vote, mm. based on having to raise the question if Akwesi Apia will hold that fiduciary duty mm. to the company Ghana Football Association. I think I will, I will, I will side with that person who, who, who will have to take a decision in between answering that question and giving Akwesi Apia the vote. Yet, yes, I agree with Nana Kwame Dankwa. Mm. If you put aside this Sudanese job, Akwesi came with, with a very, very unique profile. Yeah. that we needed in the executive council room. Mm -hmm. But this appointment at the Sudanese national team is going to raise a lot of questions by the delegates. And we will not sit here and conclude. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's very, very legitimate that the delegates will now be thinking whether it will be prudent mm -hmm. for them to send Kosiapia in, in, in that boardroom of the Ghana Football Let me bring Association. Uh, Nana in. Nana, you, you like to respond to that. He says there will be legitimate questions about his loyalty. Oh, most definitely, if it comes to loyalty, we know where Kwesi's loyalty will definitely be. I mean, it's something that we know to answer here. But, of course, you and I know, if it comes to that, we know where Kwesi will definitely place his loyalty to. But I think that uh, we'll be going to the delegates and speak to them. We have mm -hmm. a message for them. Mm -hmm. The message is not to share in public. But when we get to them, mind you, the people who are going to vote are, I mean, a sizable number. Yeah of which we are going to meet them one-on-one -on -one before the day. So we have a message for them. So what the risk? Kotoko is risking a seat on the Executive Council on an individual who has clearly shown interest in working for another football association. Is this worth the risk? Yeah, it's worth it. You see, the point is that in Kotoko, when, when Otunfo speaks, mm. no one can even talk about it. Once the king has directed and has accepted that because he should go ahead and accept the Sudanese job, continue to be the technical director of our club, and also go for the ESCO seat. Nobody can talk about it. What we need to do is to strategize around it, mm. present a, a case to the delegates, mm. and expect them to give us their, their In vote. terms of the, the fans of Kumasi Asante Kotoko, some we've monitored conversation on social media. It's raising doubt about whether this process of restructuring the club is going to work out as envisaged. Is this, what would you have to say to them? Because they are saying, well, Kosi is going to Sudan. Someone who was supposed to lead this process, key member, is going to Sudan. They are having doubts about the process of rebuilding the club. See, being a technical director of a club, you know your roles and what you need to do at any point in time. Mm. And I trust the system that it will work. You see, the point is that once the king has accepted that he should go ahead with it, what we need to do as a team is to mm. strategize around it. Mm. The king has said that Kwesi should go and accept the Sudanese job. He has to still stay and support the technical directorate of the club. Mm. The king believes in Kwesi. If you realize during the process of getting the IMC on board, anytime we meet the king at the palace, he always makes reference to Kwesi anytime he wants to make a decision. Mm. So he has absolute confidence in Kwesi Apia. Mm. He believes that Kwesi's presence with the IMC will help. He is not ready to replace Kwesi on the IMC. Mm. So once the king has taken a decision, let us support it, mm. strategize around it, and make sure it works. Thank you very much, but please stay in the studio as we uh, hear from the head coach of the Black Queens, Nora Hopter, who says there is still a lot of work to be done on the team, despite recording a perfect win over Rwanda in both legs of the Women's African Cup of Nations qualifiers. Now, speaking to the media after the game at the Craftsport Stadium, uh, the German-trained coach insists the senior national team needs to work harder. Yeah, we had the first uh, away game, 7-0 um, in, in uh... 
in Rwanda. So I think um, our objective today was um, to stay humble, to stay earth-taking, to take um, this game from the zero zero on. Um, at the moment, a lot of people ask me, uh, how much do you score this time? And I said, this is the wrong question, because um, we all the time work on our performance. And when we put a good performance on the pitch, the result will follow. So we just released all those uh, result uh, um, thoughts of our minds. Um, and there were plenty of things to work on still. So we worked on our rest defense. Um, what, what is happening when we lose the ball? Um, we worked on where do we need the delivery of the crosses to put it. Um, so all the time, this is our mindset. We are very hungry. We always want to develop. And, and proceed our our performance, and in the end, then uh, the results will follow. So we are happy. We had a good game, a good first half time, especially. Um, we pass to the next round, uh, so coach is satisfied, but still, um, there's a lot to do. Yeah, um, it's it's usually like this. Then the opponent also was sitting deeper, so so then it's um, demanding a bit different tasks. Um, we also think, of course, to future games already and, and try out um, players sometimes on other positions. And today, our our Stella <laughs> played uh, on a fullback position, uh, but. Um, you know, Pepe Guardiola also put sometimes uh, the center players or the fullback because then you can start the game very well also in the fullback position. So Now, let's talk about the uh, 2025 African Cup of Nations because Morocco has been voted as host nation by the members of the Confederation of African Football Executive Committee. Now, the North African country got all 22 votes in favor from Wednesday's poll in Cairo, Egypt, with Nigeria and Algeria getting zero votes. Now, Algeria had said in the eve of the vote that it has withdrawn a bit for the 2025 and 2027 tournament. Now, Morocco will replace Guinea, who were originally scheduled to host the 2025 AFCON, but had the right taken away from, the, uh, from them because of delays in getting infrastructure ready. Meanwhile, a joint Eastern African bid from Kenya, Uganda and Tanzania won the right to host the 2027 edition of the African Cup of Nations and uh, of the African Cup of Nations. So, uh, over there, yeah. Well, Nigerian striker uh, Victor Simon has been the subject of some mockery by the, uh, you know, by the social media handlers of Napoli. Well, the striker was, uh, you know, mocked on the TikTok, official TikTok handle of the uh, Napoli football club team. And, of course, now the striker's agent has threatened legal action. And uh, make this known in a statement on Twitter, and this is the statement by the agent of Victor Simon. It's that what happened uh, today on Napoli's official profile on TikTok platform is not acceptable. A video mocking Victor was first made public and then, but now belatedly, deleted. A serious fact that causes every serious damage to the player and adds to the treatment that the boy is suffering in the last period between media trials and fake news. We reserve the right to take legal action and any useful initiative to protect Victor. Now, uh, Victor Simen did feature in Napoli's game against Udinese, where he also found the back of the net. So we'll keep tabs on that and see if Napoli, uh, Victor Simen's agent, do take legal action against 
Napoli. That's all we have for you on Prime Sports tonight with me, Razak Musbao. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Sports segments was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries.